0: He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! There's no crying! There's no crying in baseball!
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic
0: things I have ever heard. Welcome to Know Your Cinema.
1: Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Know Your Cinema, the podcast. Uh, We are... Gonna be talking about some fantastic movies. Uh, this week kicks off our full month of 420 movies. So we're doing only stoner movies for uh, this episode and then the next three. So uh, hopefully you check those out. Uh, we've already actually covered a couple of stoner films if stoner films are what you're wanting to listen to. Let's uh, talk about, we covered um, Broken Lizard's uh, Super Troopers. And we also covered, what was the other one we covered?
0: Friday. Friday, yeah.
1: Friday. So we've covered both of those uh, on the podcast already. And so if you enjoy this episode or uh, just enjoy stoner films in general, whatever, um, uh, from the way at least the President of the United States says that we are going to be locked down all October long, so we might as well sit back and enjoy some stoner films. Um, so, uh, please check out those as well as the other number of episodes we have. I think it was 26, 27 episodes, 26, something like that.
0: something 20, in there. Yeah.
1: Something like that. There's a, it's a number of episodes above 25, um, that we have that you can check out, um, covering over 40 movies, uh, among them. Uh, so definitely make sure you check those out. and. Also, um, check out our social medias Facebook.com slash KYC podcast, Instagram at KYC podcast, uh, Twitter at KYC podcast, and TikTok at KYC podcast. So, without any further ado, uh, my hosts, as always, are uh, myself, Jason Quinn, my good friends, Devlin Clemens. Hey, what's and- up? <laughs> such a believer. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Mars. <laughs> he, no, I think he I think he pro, he partook before he decided to do this episode. No. He's he's
2: I'm, he's I, going uh, method. I was uh, <laughs> pulling, I was pulling something up on my phone cuz I wanted to, I wanted to plug it so I wanted to make sure that uh, I had it pulled up there so
1: <laughs> okay. Um anyway, so there there's Devlin and then the other gentleman that you heard there is my other great friend uh Viv and Matthew hey uh, we do this every tuesday this is actually the thing that i have looked forward to most during quarantine i think is doing this podcast cuz it gives me it's it's uh it's just a shot of normalcy for for me <clears throat> yeah but
0: that's a strange thing to say <laughs> but completely agree
1: it's it's the it's the only thing that i'm doing right now that actually feels like something that i would do whether or not this was going on or not so <clears throat> super uh super happy to be here with you guys as always um okay. does anybody have anything they'd like to say before we jump into the movie
2: uh yeah so uh i i did a a, a guest spot on a podcast this week um it's, it's not movie related um it's wrestling related but i didn't want to give him a plug uh so he you know gave our uh, podcast, a plug on his episode and allowed me to give a plug on that episode as well. So it's, um, uh, thanks to Matt Sin um, for, uh, having me on the wrestle life podcast. Um, you can check them out on anchor and on Spotify, uh, at uh, wrestle life podcast. So again, thank you for having me on Matt. I do appreciate it. Um, just want to get that quick plug in there.
1: And make sure you guys, if you, if any of you like wrestling at all, listen to that episode because uh, one of the greatest joys that I have of having Devlin as a friend of mine is listening to him talk wrestling. Uh, because there's just a, it's it's incredible to hear somebody talk about something that they're most passionate about, and so hearing him talk about wrestling is that instance. So definitely listen to that if, uh, if you uh, if you get the chance. <clears throat>
2: that's a, that could be the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. I, that's that's so sweet. I want to touch myself. <laughs> we'll save was, shut up, babe. You're ruining the moment. But... Shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 shut your mouth. You're ruining the moment.
0: Every time. <laughs> Just when I thought that this podcast was going to be my back to normal.
2: Fuck no. Fuck no! This podcast has been nothing but normal from the beginning. Are you shitting me? Uh, You said, look, this is your getaway. You don't want to admit it, but it is. I hear you chuckling. Uh, Under your breath, I hear you chuckling. Don't even try to deny it. You won't say anything because you love your wife and you don't want her to hear it, but I gotta speak for you and I know it's true.
0: <laughs> I can laugh when I want, okay? <laughs> and, and 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 how much? And how long? I no, laugh if it, you okay? would have got I super defensive, how long I, I would have been like, "All right, okay. I'll back
2: off." But you laughed, and I'm like, Nah I'm going for the jugular on this one." So fuck you, Viv.
0: <laughs> But how dare you? No, you telling Jason, me. Jason, thank
2: you very much for, for uh, <laughs> that nice compliment. I do appreciate that. I, I, other than movies, movies is probably my second passion, but wrestling is my ultimate passion. I can talk about wrestling all day long and my love of it and everything in between. So, again, thank, I thank anybody. And I welcome any podcaster that listens to this and wants me to have on a wrestling show. I'll talk wrestling all day with you.
0: I don't care. Yeah, I don't need to add more than what Jason said, but uh, Devlin truly is a historian when it comes to wrestling. So, anybody, if you get a chance to have him get on a conversation about wrestling, it will be well worth your time. Thank you. Again. 100%. That was nice of you, too, Bip. Thank you. Now I am a customer. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> the stop. circle is complete. <laughs> Jason, please I just move so this podcast complete. on. <laughs> I
1: am complete. Um, Okay. Um, against at at Divin's request, I guess I think we'll go ahead and move forward with the podcast. Um. So uh, this week we are talking about uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, which is I would say probably the the quintessential stoner flick. I think if I if you had to pick one, that would probably be like in my humble opinion it's, like it's, the one it's
2: like the godfather of stoner flicks i think stoner yeah. flicks have evolved but i think it's like the godfather of
1: 100% flicks.
2: not that not like in the cinematic realm where like it's filmed a great or there's a great script or anything like that but if you watch this movie and then you watch 40 other stoner movies you're going to be like okay this is where it evolved to
1: from yes 100% 100%. This is this is definitely the jumping point uh, in which Stoner films have 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 come from, I think. This is the uh the uh the birthplace um of it all. Yeah.
0: This is the origin story.
1: Yes, this is the origin of Stoner films.
0: Okay. I know less than nothing about Stoner movies <clears throat> all my life. That was one thing that I always knew. It's like a cultural thing. You just know that this movie is the thing or this series of movies is what, uh, Turner movies, I guess the birthplace, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Even for somebody who has no, uh, no actual experience watching a lot of those movies, you still know that, that fact.
1: Yeah. And I've, I think also it's one of those things where, uh, for, I'm super pumped that this came up first because, like, not we're getting ready to dive into a whole month of stoner films. And Vivin, like, I know, I know me and, and Devlin have seen a lot of stoner movies and stuff like that, but Vivin has seen like next to none of them. So, this is like, I'm happy that he gets to take this journey and start here.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I so to agree speak. with Jason on on that sentiment as well. But I, I am I am glad that if we're doing these and getting these busted out, a lot of them, um, then that, I'm glad that we kind of hit that one first. The wheel was kind enough to give us that.
1: Yeah, the wheel the wheel had its shit
2: together. The, even even if Vivian didn't like it, which we haven't gotten to that part yet, but even if Vivian didn't like it, at least he knows the starting point.
1: Right. 100%. Um so Viv, do you want me or Devlin to take the our, our reactions to it first, or do you want to
0: go ahead and jump in first? Go ahead. Uh, tell your reactions and then I'll I'll, chime I'll in. start
2: it off there, Jason. I'll I'll go ahead and
0: so go ahead. I
2: haven't uh, watched this movie in quite some time. It's probably a couple, <laughs> couple three years maybe. Um, but every time I watch it I always find something new to laugh at in this movie. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is the end all be all of comedy movies, um, but I do appreciate everything that this movie tries to do um, as far as even just how it's kind of goofy and out there. And it really has the feel of a stoner movie. I mean, and that's what exactly what it is. It's not trying. it's, It's not trying to be something that it's not. It's it is what it is. And you can see that in this movie. It's very goofy. It's very almost uh, naked gun like in its in its ways. Um, mm. Kind of you know slapstick humor, little jokes, little puns thrown in there every once in a while. Um, it's not you know, it's not a great script. It's not you know, it's not great cinematography wise. It's it's none of that stuff. But when I watch it, I, I I find things to laugh at and just little things here and there. Um, but it, it, all in all, it's, it, to me, it's a, it's a decent movie.
1: Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. I think, uh, I think there are definitely things I've seen. I used to own this movie and then I don't know what the hell happened to the DVD that I have of it, but, uh, I think I gave it to somebody. Um, <clears throat> uh, but I, I feel like I watched this. This was not like one of the first stoner movies I watched. This was kind of like after I had become a stoner. This was like the movie that I sought out, and I was like, okay, if I'm going to be a dude who smokes weed, then I'm going to be a dude who has seen Up in Smoke as well. Yeah. So, have you
2: seen Pink <clears throat> I'm just asking.
1: Uh, no, I would consider that more like an acid trip movie. But no, I have not
2: seen it. it can be both. <laughs>
1: it can be both. I, it's, I'm not saying I'm against it. I just have
0: never seen. I know. it. I've listened to like the album. Yeah. Um, Jason, I do want to commend you on your discipline. What discipline? What? I dis- mean, you're discipline? like, you know, what? If I'm going to be a stoner, I'm going to make sure that I've seen Up and Smoke. That's 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 commitment. That's 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 sticking to a cause.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of. It's kind of what we do with this podcast. To be to be honest with you, like I consider myself true. a movie buff, and so do all of us. And so yep. when we we just we all were like, oh, we, we love movies, and then we were like, oh, we've well, got these gaps. So that's the whole reason why we we did this. So
2: that's exactly well, right. I was going to say that eventually, if you're hanging around people who smoke an abundance of weed, you're going to end up watching this eventually. Just oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just being in the same room after a while, in the same <laughs> yeah. circle of friends, you're going to end up watching. A lot of Cheech and Chong, a lot of Stoner movies. Because be like, hey man, did you uh, did you yeah. you see this movie, man? Man, this movie's awesome, man. <laughs> I'm just
1: just just I'm just gonna put it in. Yeah,
2: just, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be awesome, man.
1: <laughs> Some bunions and that shit we used to eat all the time. <laughs> um, <Every> movie. <clears throat> no, I hundred percent. But no, I I. I don't think that this is... This is not my favorite stoner movie by any means, but it is... It is definitely a phenomenal movie, and it is one that I find something new to laugh about each time I watch it. Um, this time, the the girl in the kitchen snorting Ajax, that shit had me dying. I never really laughed that much at that scene back in the day, but for some reason, that shit was so fucking funny to me this time. <clears throat> Just like uh, just like uh, a, a lot of different things that you find in this movie that are funny as hell. Um, the the scene of him of, uh, of Tommy Chong standing on the side of the road with like the big boobs, you know, so to speak, trying to pick up a uh, uh, hitch a ride. That shit was fucking funny as hell this time. And I never thought that was
2: funny in, in the last times, but
1: I don't know, maybe it's it's just you know the humor grows on you and stuff like that too.
2: It could be it but, could be uh, it could be Cheech's disappointment when he gets in the car <laughs> he's, like,
1: oh, <laughs> he's like, oh man, oh,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still think I still think the the scene that I still think is the funniest scene in this movie it, it still remains the same as him like them pulled over and him being like how fast do you think we're going or how's my driving man? He's like I think yeah. <laughs> That <laughs> Spoiler,
0: Spoiler on that. that's, that's my favorite line oh,
1: That <laughs> shit hits hard every time
0: I discovered a new favorite
2: line In this one and it's when they go into uh, Strawberry's house And Strawberry comes downstairs And they're talking and he looks over at he's like what I wasn't looking at his neck Man <laughs> <laughs> He told him not to look at his neck And he just <laughs> He submitted to it out loud. I died laughing just I hadn't caught that before. Oh.
1: <laughs> what, man? I wouldn't look at his neck, man.
2: <laughs> but, um,
1: <clears throat> the one-liners are phenomenal.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's good There's good one-liners, and I don't know if it's ad-libbed or they were just kind of going off the cuff or what, but, I mean, there are some good just, like, just bang right there, and you're just, like, dying laughing.
1: Well, and Viv, I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of the soundtrack is actually them. Did you notice that?
0: I know. So so, so, what's their, uh, can you give me like a two-sentence background on the actors? I was like, I'm trying to get like a song handle. was like
2: doing stand-up or like doing, they were a comedy duo for like in years okay, prior to okay. the movie.
1: And they did a lot of music together too. Yeah. They okay, did music. So the okay. They did music skits. Every like all the shit before they did this yeah. movie. Basically, like a variety show, but it's only it's big them, essentially.
0: Okay. I don't okay. know it's that they ever
1: actually had a variety show, but essentially that level of More stuff.
2: Like an Abbott and Costello, like a stoner Abbott and Costello.
0: <laughs> I'll say it that 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 uh, giant. Uh sorry, I'm still kind of seeing it in my head. I can't stop laughing. Goes, is that
2: a, is that a joint man? That's like a quarter pounder. <laughs> What's this girl got in it? Labrador? What's that, man?
1: Mostly Maui Wowie, but it's got some Labrador. Uh, uh so fun I... fact for anybody that does or doesn't know this, there's a, an album called Up in Smoke that also existed. I I'm pretty sure it came out before this. Uh, movie did, and in the album, there was actually a rolling paper to roll that joint in it. Like when you bought the the record, it came with a rolling paper for that joint. <clears throat> of course, okay. little fun fun fact.
2: Very nice, Viv. I think we I think we're waiting on your opinion on this movie. Let's
0: let's hear it. Okay, all right. So uh, I'm glad that this was the first movie. Uh, the first half hour of this movie had me at all one. It was super funny, and I, I think the the characters were just really well done. You could tell that this was like a second skin to them. They just it's everything felt natural. Everything was funny. They The gags, Um, the thing I was contrasting this to was my experience of watching Waiting where my complaint was that it felt forced. Here, it just all felt natural. It's like, yeah, no, this this is just them being them. And it just, even when it goes like super outlandish, you still get it. You still, you know, it's, you're still going along with the humor. Everything is just hitting. So that was the first half hour for me. After that, the movie, for me, kind of started to get a little... Uh, it, it kind of lose some of its charm and interest. Not that it it still wasn't. There were was still bits and pieces, like the strawberry scene. There were a couple of other gags that were still funny. And then it picks up again towards the end of the movie. The last 20, 20 to 30 minutes is also funny. It's just there was, like, so really a strong opening. Very, very strong opening. It's my favorite section of the movie. Ending is good. The middle is just... Didn't do much for me. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, I just got to get through this. Well, I think part
2: of that problem, get towards problem the that is, is, and I caught this this time watching it as someone who reviews movies, is that I think there was a lot of character building in the first half and they were trying to hit a lot of jokes and be funny. And then there was a, mm-hmm, there was a mm-hmm. story that kind of like started in the middle. And then yeah. it went on and then yeah. they had to kind of progress the story and then build side characters like the cops and stuff. And they were trying to make the cops yeah. funny too, and it just was—it was more like like Keystone Cops, so to speak. And it was—it really wasn't <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, not that you no, know, Stacy Keach isn't a, a good actor. I just don't think that comedy is his forte, and I don't think that it shows on screen that well to me. Because um, he just seemed like an authority figure and was just making fun of someone, and it wasn't really funny. Um, and his his bits in this movie weren't weren't great to me. Um. But I, but I can see where you're talking about because it does the same thing for me. But in looking at now, I, I, I see that there's a story just slapped there in the middle and now we're going forward with this story. Because the movie's got to go have like an arc somewhere.
0: Correct, yeah. So they once they established the characters, because they themselves were just so charismatic and engaging and you really didn't need that much as far as uh, talking about like a story engine. You just wanted to watch them. But then... As the movie kept progressing, it was like, well, we need something to kind of push this along where the audience has something to kind of keep them engaged. At that point, they kind of almost shoehorn a, a narrative in there. And like you said, the Keystone Cops, um, all of that did not feel as natural as just Cheech and, Zhong, uh, <laughs> Cheech and Chong by themselves just being amazing. You know, the, That felt natural, but the rest of it kind of felt shoed in.
2: No, I, I like I said I agree on that and, and that was the thing watching this time that I caught on to. Again, you know, I still I still like the movie. I just being trying to be objective right. with things and looking at it through those eyes. Uh, I, I caught right. on to this too because the first half is knocked out of the park but then it's like it's yeah, like yeah. Still a fun movie. Fun. Yeah, fun and movie. then it's just like we get flashes of greatness, so to speak, in in the in the second half. But we also get really bad flashes of terrible. Just like, I don't know if they had like half a script wrote, and then like they're like, okay, where do we go from here? Let's write another script, and they just kind of combined the two. But it really felt off at the the latter portion of, of the movie.
1: It's right when it's after they get deported, <clears throat> right. As soon as they as soon as they get deported, the movie takes like a weird turn. It just doesn't make any damn sense at all. But I think I think part of that is I think that's what you get when you have two people that are stoners writing a fucking movie. <clears laughs> to be honest, Can like
2: we talk about how great that, that deportation joke was. Oh that's a <laughs> no, <funny> that... <laughs> that is pure gold.
0: <laughs> it's a free like, ride to Mexico already. Oh, and it's amazing. Yeah, like you,
1: they give you a sandwich and everything, man. The fucking like, I think like Donald Trump probably watched this. Is this is like a horror scene for him? <clears throat> like he probably, he probably like when they're like he's like I just want to see something scary, and then they put on just that deportation joke, and then he's like, ah, you
2: ever seen not that scary. <clears throat>
1: I've never seen so
2: The guy's head explodes.
1: Oh yes, I actually have seen that clip. But
2: yes, that's what I was trying to make the visualization for Donald Trump.
1: Fair. Yeah, hundred percent, exactly that. Um, that deportation joke is fucking so good because they like come the fuck out of the curtains at that point. They're like, oh, okay, I think the the kicker the for
2: me was when he was like, yeah, it's my cousin's wedding and. Gives them all, gets them all back there for the Tijuana. He's wearing his, he's wearing his tuxedo, and he's got like the gift.
1: <laughs> so good. <clears throat> that's I think that's the that's the last good joke before it takes the turn.
0: Yeah, it, it, this surprisingly is one of those movies where there's a clear kind of. It's not like a gradual kind of drop off. You are like. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, really? Good, good, good. And then it suddenly just kind of changes pace all of a sudden. It's like, you're right. Stoners wrote the movie and they're like, well, why don't we just go down to Mexico? What happens there? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure
1: it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's better than Star Wars Episode Nine, but it's like, <laughs> oh, like it's I wish, clearly... had...
0: <laughs> I wish they wrote Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, it would
2: probably. I mean, it would have been a more coherent plot. <clears throat> it, had just been, it had just been. Let's um, be honest. It had just been uh, 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 Ray and uh, oh god, I can't think of his name. Uh, Palpatine, and they just laid down their life. was like <laughs> let's not fight anymore, man.
1: Strip <laughs> <laughs> these man.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of which, <clears throat> did you hear that in the official canon novel, the novelization of the Episode Nine movie? Apparently, Ray's dad is also a clone of Palpatine.
1: Well, so thank God a Palpatine... for that. just yeah, asexual sexual so... Palpatine reproduction. <laughs>
2: well, no, the that's whole why. No, just... it makes sense. That, I mean, even... that's why he missed her with everything in that in that scene. <laughs> oh, so come menignous. on! That joke's money because technically, you'd be a stormtrooper. Was not Come on. Uh...
1: Yeah, but well then who ex- can we explain? I don't want to get too off topic. Can we explain the the one stormtrooper that landed two shots yeah, that in that movie? Yeah, that's what I'm that dude, that dude that dude needed to be wearing the shiny silver armor.
0: <clears throat> uh, um I I kind of want to revisit Star Wars episode 9 and see <laughs> if my ha- my hatred grows or I be like it wasn't that bad. I have a feeling. I, was, it's I going think, to I think hard, it's but... gonna be ten times worse for you, buddy.
2: Yeah. Uh... You join
1: the full on dark yeah, side. I, I don't want I,
2: re- I don't wanna I don't wanna It already it already made me angry the more I after I watched it and I sat and stewed for a minute, I was like, man, that's really that, that movie really
0: sucked. <laughs> um, uh... but anyway, but that you, was our Mexico just, segment. If you if you notice there, uh, that
1: segue of us talking about Star Wars is essentially what happens in Cheech and Chong up in smoke. That's right. <laughs>
0: that's a... the... <laughs> that was our audience for the entire segment going, why are they talking
1: about <laughs> nine? Why did they talk about Star Wars? And there's, for five your,
2: minutes. and there's your first segment, ladies and gentlemen. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh...
1: I think we crushed that reference right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but I don't know. I, I think this, uh, I think this movie is definitely funny. I think, honestly, I think it takes the drop off and it doesn't really, it doesn't really get, it have anything super funny happen other than the fact that the cop keeps getting pissed on by Cheech and Chong. <laughs> it made me laugh.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, uh, the, uh the the vehicle that they're going on is actually made of weed and yeah. then it keeps getting people high that is kind of funny
1: like the, the fucking cop that pulls them over and then he comes up and he's like what do you guys want
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have your hot,
1: dogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> buy a hot dog you know what I see why they wrote it uh, talking <laughs> about it talking about those scenes are much funnier than actually watching it.
1: Well and that's the be- I think that's that's kind of the beauty of a lot of Stoner cinema though is there's a lot of stuff that happens in Stoner movies that's funny when you see it but then when you talk about it later it's way yeah, that's fucking why I funny. I want to
2: revisit Super Troopers for Viv. <laughs> I think that now that he's watched some some Cheech and Chong and once we get through these Stoner movies that he will appreciate Super Troopers a lot more.
1: Yeah. No, 100% cuz I think we're immense immersing him in this Stoner culture.
2: Well, yeah. The, think, think, about, think about the first scene in Super Troopers. Now, Viv, when the cops pull him over, and then they leave and come back, and he's like looking around. He's like, pull the car over. He's like, I'm already <laughs> pulled over. I can't pull over any further. I can't pull over anymore.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I see how this is definitely a legacy film. Laying yeah, the foundation I mean, this for is, that, so this is,
2: they pay tribute it's... to. I mean, a lot of movies, these stoner movies, pay tribute to Cheech and Chong. Hell, even Kevin Smith and in, in the reboot that he just did, paid tribute to Cheech and Chong by making Chong Alfred,
0: essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, this is again kind of out of context. This is going to be my Mexico ramble, but I'm. It's only a yes, two sentence long, so. I think Cheech, was he in the show Lost? Has anybody else seen the show Lost?
1: Don't think he's in Lost.
0: Okay, I think he. I think he's in Lost. I was like, why does another place, I know he was in the 70s show, but I was like, he still looks familiar. I feel like no, I've seen him.
1: Tommy Chong, which one are you talking about? Uh, Cheech. Cheech is, Cheech is the one that has the car. Chong is the one that gets picked up in the car.
0: Cheech is the one that's that's in the car, right?
1: Yes, initially he's the one that picks up the guy.
0: Right, right. That, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Okay. Well, Tommy uh, Tong is the one that's in that 70s show.
0: Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So Cheech is in Lost. Never mind. Okay. So I think he is Hugo's. Uh, sorry, ugh, for whoever has seen Lost, right? um, that's my favorite show. So he's Hugo's dad, and he Hugo's is, one of the main he's characters. In three episodes. Okay. He was
2: David Ray is.
0: But Here's also a fun fact that he's also in from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. And Planet. Who Cheech? Yes. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So so I guess these actors are peppered throughout uh, the cinematic landscape in small parts here and there.
1: Well, and not only that, like Cheech and Chong just had a new movie come out like like seven years ago. So they're not like
0: like, gone. They're They're still here.
1: Yeah, they're still very much a part of our 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 world okay
0: okay Um, cool good be nice so um
1: before we do too many more random rambles um what uh what was your favorite scene in the
0: movie me yeah uh the opening man then uh when he gets, uh, what? You said the opening, oh, man. The opening, man. Oh, no, I did not mean it that way. What uh, did you do that before was, we that started was... this podcast? <laughs> Better research, man. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a good opening. It was a really nice opening. Uh, <laughs> One of the no, best that, openings
1: that... I've ever seen other openings would look at this opening and say man i wish i had an opening though that was good this you know good.
0: i was I, you know when i think about openings i'm like great openings i'm like okay, this one and then the opening of the dark knight i'm like ah there it is it's it's those two you know they're 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 right there neck to neck so that's the best compliment i can give this movie okay
1: that is um, that is probably the best compliment you can give any movie coming from you <laughs> You yes. look at the Godfather uh, and they're like, you know, like this movie is on par with the Godfather or with uh, the Dark Knight.
0: Uh okay. And, and there's <laughs> our Dark it. Knight reference, folks. Close up <laughs> <stuff. laughs> Uh anyway, the opening, like I said earlier, that whole opening sequence, uh Chong trying to get his cheats picking him up, all the gags, the the giant ass joint. Um, him thinking he's driving, but he's actually parked. All of that, the the, the steering wheel—it's so small. I don't know why that was funny to me. I was laughing at that.
1: That—that's <laughs> that's actually just like uh, stylistically a thing that existed.
0: Uh, I, I know that. it was not supposed to be funny, <laughs> but I was laughing at it. The 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 plush purple upholstery or whatever the. <laughs> The, the look of the inside of the card, that was cracking me up. I, I don't know. I, I just... It's, it's it was all funny. I love
1: <laughs> 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 I'm going to send you off to birding school with that goddamn Finkelstein shit, kid.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, oh... uh the, the, that kid that dude is only in that scene and he fucking crushes every fucking second of ad-libbing. that scene
2: the whole scene the whole beginning scene with Tommy no, Chong and his dad all ad lib and if you didn't if you didn't catch it wow. they actually say Tommy Chong's name like his name his name is Anthony Stoner cuz the license plate on the car what? as he's leaving not the car he was driving but there's a car parked in the valleys out there, it says stoner. And then Cheech's car says
1: I did see that. It says Muff yeah. Diver? Is that what you said?
2: car's license place. Yeah. License, <laughs> sir? It's on the bumper, man.
1: <laughs> it's back there, right?
2: Um, so my my favorite scene that I just <laughs> like it, I was telling you about the, the strawberry scene. I like this for a couple of reasons. There's a there's a camera shot when they pull up, and there's like a camera across the street, and it's really low, and it just kind of moves into the house. It's kind of a really cool like camera shot. Just for this movie, like it, it just it was unnecessary, but it was just like I a cool camera shot. And then the, I, me
0: picking up on that line where he's
2: like, I wasn't staring at his neck, man.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, back, back it up a second. So you're talking about the camera that's a little bit further away, and they're walking, yeah, in yeah, and the yeah. camera just pushing it. Like it's like a low camera oh, shot. Oh, yeah, okay. Jesus, yeah, yeah. uh, hundred points for Hufflepuff. I, I mean, anybody is noticing cool camera shots because I was thinking the same thing while I was watching that shot. I was like, that's yeah, it a was almost like a, it was like a
2: horror movie esque shot, like oh, Halloween, like yeah. And I, I thought I was like, th- it was completely <laughs> unnecessary for this movie, but it was like. <laughs> <Someone was> like, <laughs>
0: no no like, reason someone to exist with like, you know this what? boy but i was like just, all I'm, right i'm just gonna still like this <laughs> today i'm just like give me the camera
2: and i'm gonna hold it as low to the ground as i can and just kind of step forward with it and it was like a really cool just cinematic shot like it, but it had no purpose for this particular movie um but i like that that going into the the scene and then the whole scene with strawberry which was tom scarrett um I thought was just funny, just how he was. Just that one interaction. So that, that was my favorite scene. Yep.
0: Yeah, that was good. It was very, very good. Jason. Hello. Uh, my favorite scene is uh, is was it the camera shot? <clears throat> yeah, it's the camera shot.
1: It's not the camera shot. <laughs> um, I think my favorite scene in this film. Is it kind of a toss-up? Uh, I part of me wants to say it's this would be my favorite team, but I think it's just my favorite fucking line. So my favorite scene I'm going to go with when they're driving on the like him and Cheech and Strawberry are driving on the fucking bike, and he gets like Vietnam flashbacks and like starts screaming shit, and then jumps off the fucking bike, and Cheech is just left to steer the thing. I don't know why that shit was so fucking funny to me this time, but I really enjoyed. That random fucking scene, the whole time, and his whole house was getting raided the, at the at that time, and all that shit. That shit was really fucking funny to me this time. So I'm gonna go with that one. Nice. What,
0: that's that's the, a gold mine line, line though. What, that's for sure. The
2: line.
1: No, the other one, no, the other one is a line. So there was two scenes that I would I would say, but the other one I'm just gonna say is my favorite line in the movie. Because it's truly the line that makes it. It's not actually anything that happens in the scene that I particularly cared too much about. It's more so the line itself. So anyway, favorite line. My favorite line in the movie is the... Uh, it's it's mostly Maui Waui, but it's got some Labrador. And then he says, <laughs> I had to follow my dog around for... My dog ate my stash. I had to follow him around with a little baggie for three days. That line is so fucking funny and is probably the best part of the whole movie in my opinion
0: <clears throat> not, not a bad one to go with what um, about you devlin
2: it's got to be that that strawberry line now that 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 line just i mean i had belly laughed for like i had to pause the movie i was laughing so hard <laughs> like almost passed out laughing so hard because I just, I have never caught that for some reason. And I just caught it this time. And it caught me so right on the funny bone. And I was like, just dying, tears rolling down my eyes. Cause it's like, he, he told him at the door, don't stare, don't stare at his neck. Don't say anything about his neck or, or his birthmark. And then he's like, what, man? I wasn't looking at his neck, man. Out loud.
1: Right <laughs> it's fucking vodka, man. <laughs> Shit the judge.
0: Uh, I was not expecting that. That is was, was nice turn. <laughs> uh, the judge was actually embarrassed. That's that was that's that a nice little touch. It's always
2: good when you get an unexpected. That's a good unexpected
0: laugh in the movie. You yeah. Don't see that coming. You yeah, don't see that exactly. gag coming. No, no, because you always uh in movies like this, the judge has to be, you know, super serious and played super straight. Now, that's like, yeah, they didn't turn that. It was well, well done. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so
1: your favorite performance in the movie?
2: Uh, I will go with uh, Cheech. I think Cheech is really, really funny. Um, and just his mannerisms, how he talks and, and the little one-liners he delivers. And he's just, he's good. I mean, his facial expressions... Lots of things he does is really good, and this isn't even the in my opinion the best Cheech and Chong movie, but this is he. he you could see how good he was comedic comedic wise.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll second that, and uh, he was my favorite performance too. He absolutely uh, had it in the bag.
1: Um, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to go Tommy Chong. I think mostly because, <clears throat> uh. I'm a big Tommy Chong fan outside of this movie. I've seen a lot of, like, other random little things that he does and even just, like, guest talk show spots and shit like that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he, he is just playing himself in this film. And so it feels so super authentic. And especially, like, if you watch this movie and then you go watch, like, if you go watch an interview he does with somebody, you'll feel like he's just playing this fucking character and i feel like it's different with Cheech like Cheech is i feel like Cheech might have been this person then but he's not that person now whereas Tommy Chong never stopped being that character ever that's hilarious <clears throat> like 100% like i mean you can you can i mean you look at him in that 70s show you would easily believe that he is the same fucking person wow. or you know any any of the other things. so I feel like he's literally lived this role for
2: I mean he, like yeah, 50 fucking few years. actors who got bottlenecked into a gimmick and made a, a solid career out of it.
1: yeah I mean and he sells like he has his own line of like stoner merchandise he had like I don't know if he still does, but he has he had. Uh, a line of of bongs like they were like uh, they were called like Chong's bongs
2: huh.
1: <clears throat> So I I, uh, I I Know a lot about him as a result of that he oh. went he actually would did some jail time as a result of him being huge stoner. <clears throat> but oh, uh, okay, I can see that uh, but anyway uh, I'm going to go with him on this one. I think he.
0: Okay. There you go. Bringing balance to the force.
1: Damn right I am. Um, so I think what's what's left is ratings, right? That's it. I'm going to give this movie a seven five. Myself, I think that it is a awesome movie, but I think. Uh, I think had it kept the the, stu- the the train going in that it had go- rolling in the beginning throughout the entire film and not just taking that huge sidetrack when they went to Mexico, then we would be looking at like probably a nine, <laughs> but because it does take that weird turn and it just doesn't really make much sense as far as a film goes, I think it still stays funny the entire time in different ways. Like... You know, even when they are on their way back from Mexico, like the fact that he throws that joint in the in the car with the nuns, and then they all get frisked, and like the looks on the nuns' faces and shit like that—that's really fucking funny shit. But it's like a lot of the beginning stuff of this movie sticks out so much more as being funny, whereas the rest of the stuff is funny and it doesn't stick out as much. So I think that that's what separates this from being a much better movie to being what I feel like it actually is. Um, I, I,
2: I will actually go along with Jason on this as a 7-5 um, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, I think we all are in agreement that this thing takes the huge dive at the middle portion of this movie and everything becomes stagnant. Not necessarily not funny in parts, but like with the nun scene. Uh, but it does take a huge dive off the cliff, uh, at the middle part of this movie. So, I am in agreement with Jason. Seven
0: five is, is right. right, uh, right Okay. So I will go, um, obviously if the, the opening of the movie had continued in the same direction, I would definitely give it a higher rating um but uh seeing how the movie actually turned out um i will give it a 6.5 um i I really wish man they had they were so close that first half hour uh, made the movie just set it up so good i was expecting it to go someplace really really good and then it was a bit disappointing for that turn to happen. Not that it's a bad movie; it still is something that you know it's really funny. It's just um, it definitely was a turn.
1: And that's I think that's a fair rating. I think I think this movie in particular. I think you find this with a lot of stoner movies. This movie is one that I think grows on you over time too. <clears throat> I think had I the first time I watched it, I would have probably agreed with you on a six five. I think just seeing more and more of the details of things, there's a lot of jokes that you'll catch on a second viewing or even third, fourth viewing that you wouldn't have caught in the beginning. And even just little subtleties in the background and stuff like that that I think make it a little bit better. But uh, I think that's a fair rating.
2: With you not having seen a lot of their movies, especially their three three classics what what were considered uh their classics i i because I, I think that their next one is better than this one and i think the story's better and i think it goes on and the jokes are still there so i think that um i think that you would like that the next movie better but you know for your first viewing i'm glad you enjoyed the f- which is literally what it's
1: called for the record I said, which is literally what it's called. It's literally Cheech yeah, and, Peach and next, songs, movie. next movie.
2: And then there's Things Are Tough All Over and Nice Dreams. Those are like their, their next three movies.
1: They're good. And then okay. Still Smoking is trash.
0: Very much so. Is, is that the <laughs> one that came out seven years ago?
1: No. The one that came out seven years ago is called I've actually never seen it I didn't even know it existed. Uh, I knew that they had done some stuff for them coming back, but I didn't realize they released a whole movie um, it's called Chi Chong's animated Adventure or something like that so it's it's more of a uh, it's an animated movie. it's one now that I know that it exists it's called Chichen Chong's animated movie um, I will definitely check it out, but uh I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that it even existed.
0: I gotcha. Alrighty. Okay. Well, I'm uh, definitely glad that I had the opportunity to see it. Uh, like you said, it uh, fulfills the mission of this podcast to introduce us to genres and movies that uh, we as a movie Buffs have not no, had the opportunity to seen them. see. Them. So, definitely glad no, I got to see them. You haven't seen them. What's that? I, I know. I'm talking about the no, overall no. Mission, the mission of the, of the podcast. podcast it's to make
2: you watch much, enough stoner movies for you to be like, okay, finally, I like one. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I liked it. Well, he That's liked true, Friday.
2: But Friday has a, Friday has a uh, superb story that goes along with it, too.
1: Yeah, Friday is. Probably one of the exceptions to the rule of it. It's it's more than just a stoner comedy.
0: Oh man, it's just uh, such a great movie. Period. I, I I for me I I it's just it's just it's a it's a comedy classic for me. It's so good. I I can't wait to pop it in again and sometime and watch it. As you
1: should show it to your kids, John. <laughs>
0: hey, this quarantine goes long enough. I'll have to put that in. <laughs>
1: I wanna watch best face when you propose that one.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's when I'll be asking. (laughs) That's when I'll be saying, Jason, how how big is the couch? Arya knocks out uh, Vigo and then stands at the top
2: of him and is like, knock the fuck
1: out. You got knocked the fuck out.
0: Uh yeah yeah no that'll that that'll definitely be the bigger deal.
1: I actually hope that happens. Uh, I uh, hope that's the I hope that's the way. Like my my daughter knocked out my like put my my son in an arm and, and basically did that same sort sort of situation at one point. Um so <clears throat> I hope I hope that you get to experience some of that because it's 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 a true joy when when you get to see your kid just knock the fuck. Out. Of one of your other kids, um, it's uh, it's something you only get to experience a few times, but it's, it's well
0: worth it. Uh, I'll take your word if for you it. Night,
2: just don't <laughs> the right I know, now, he, I know. his Very heart so. rate is up to like 120. He's like going to have a freaking coronary
1: right now. No. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, but my daughter really what did put my, my 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 my. My Lena bug did put. Uh, she stood on top of a chair behind my son Bubby, grabbed his arm, and tackled him to the floor in the most perfectly executed armbar I have ever seen.
0: So that sounds like something you would did, uh, that you would you need impress to Devlin.
1: Literally have never She's shown him any fights in their yeah. entire life. So that's how I. I have no idea how she saw it.
2: You don't put no, you don't
0: put
1: no, you don't put no Fuji on on the kid and, and not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It was wonderful.
0: Well, Jason, if you get a call from me one day five years from now, at two in the afternoon, and it's just me yelling <laughs> incoherent sentences, just know what it's about.
2: I'll, yeah, we'll I'll know. Save it for the podcast. I want. I want you to. I want you. To, if we're doing the podcast in five years, I want you to yell at him on the podcast. That's good rating. Save that shit.
1: <laughs> I hope we are still doing the podcast in five years.
0: Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the yeah, Chong probably. animated movie by then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Gentlemen, do you have anything else
2: to say about Cheech and Chong up in smoke?
0: i think we did it justice i think we did
1: um so this is the end of our first segment of this podcast which means uh, our next segment is the get to know know your cinema segment where we ask each other questions uh and then we answer them and we just have fun discussions related to movies it's a fun time and if you enjoyed this portion and want to hear us continue to talk, just listen for a little bit longer, and there will be. So we will be right back for that.
0: All right, welcome back. That was Welcome hey. Hey. It was actually a very good conversation. I, I really enjoyed it. That, that went well. That was a great first episode to our uh, 420, shall we call it series.
2: Well, I think we're, I think me and Jason are more relieved that you appreciated the movie for what it was versus shitting on it. I think you, that shows a lot of growth in your. Growth
0: yeah, you have grown a lot of movie.
2: Like I said, I think we need to rev- we need to go back and watch Ghostbusters, and maybe you'll appreciate Ghostbusters for what it is. Well,
0: you guys can give yourselves a round of applause for that growth. That's uh. That's I will. Well,
2: just, <laughs> I will just bury Horwitz myself, and that's a pat on the back. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, very nice. Only so, wrestling fans will get that reference. Uh, so sounds like we should get to know our host a little bit better. And what better seg- uh, segment than segment two to get to know our host a little bit better? So, in this segment, uh, each of us pose a question for our fellow host to answer. And in answering the question, we hope to get to know each of the personalities a little more better. Let's start with Jason. What is your question for the week, Jason?
1: My question is a little little background to my question beforehand. So with uh, all of that's going on with in the world today. We've got uh, a lot of quarantine happening, and as a result, we're seeing a lot of places being shut down. Um, and because we're seeing a lot of places shut down, one of those things that was shut down was movie theaters. So a lot of movie studios have moved to releasing their films on VOD or video on demand. Um, sites like Voodoo and Amazon and things like that. Do you think once this is all over, we will continue to see movies simultaneously released in theaters and on VOD? And if so, or why not? Why or why not? Rather,
2: I am. I'm actually surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. I feel like this this is the one thing movie theaters are the one thing that has survived the download era and it, it boggles me sometimes it's like I don't I, I like going to the movies in a sense of seeing a movie in a movie theater it's like going to a baseball game like going to a live baseball game is a way different experience than sitting at home and watching but sitting at home and watching it is convenient you don't have to get out of your chair you don't have to drive you don't have to go through traffic you don't have to go through people you don't have to pay to park you don't have to do all this stuff, and movie theaters. I think I don't know if this could be the coup de gras for movie theaters because studios could get smart and just create their own downloading service and say, okay, well you, you 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 know subscribe to this downloading service, you know you'll get these movies every month. Like Paramount could do it, like our new releases, and you get these. Now I'm not saying that they're going to lose a bunch of money, but they they might because they're not not everybody's paying for an individual ticket for kids and stuff like that. But I'm just surprised as to, this hasn't happened anytime sooner, and I feel like this could be like the beginning of the end for the physical movie theaters in this kind of age that we live in.
0: Yeah, um, I mean I have a couple of different thoughts about it, and part of it also has to do with. The context of before when we hit the pandemic and we all got quarantined to our individual, you know, igloos, um, we had Disney essentially becoming the, the big dog and, uh, and movies had be- has become basically tentpole pictures. So everything is about the big, the big movies, and all the medium-sized movies were crowded out. So that itself was a big thing that I was paying attention to. How uh, the selection of movies had been kind of being strangled. Uh, but now that people are already wondering, well, if you're going to go to the movies, the the um, the studios have to not only spend all this money making the movie, but they spend millions of dollars marketing the movie 30 50 100 million marketing the movie so that itself is an additional cost not to mention about the actual distribution and pushing out the movies to these theaters and all of that so it's both it's money on both for the customer side and also on the on the studio side so i can see why it would be a much easier model to just do what netflix does which is just put the movies on a streaming service and have people watch it that way my only big pushback against this is, a, is that it's a complete loss of what Devlin you would say you know would be the difference between watching baseball on TV versus going to the actual stadium and watching the game. Yeah. There is something that is very universal no matter what country you come in, but it's it's a very American thing too, that you going to the movies, that is a thing that is part of our culture. And I, Mm -hmm. and I'm so scared that that is something that we are going to lose out on.
2: Yeah. And it's one of those things like, there's certain things that because of the technology that we live in, we lose a lot of these things. Now we lose a lot of, you know, grocery stores didn't have self checkouts back in the day. Now we have, we lose a lot of those number one jobs, but we lose a lot of that, individualism where your shopping centers back in the day, your IGA is your little mom and pop shopping centers. There were like four or five pickouts and you knew the person in the checkout line. You knew the, those people knew you, they knew your family. You, you, we lose that sense of almost Americana where, like you said, going to the theater is part of that. Like going to a baseball game is American. It's the same thing. I, I, I don't want it to happen. But, I mean, everything evolves. Everything evolves. I mean, even baseball now has evolved where, you know, they're talking about creating – umpires having um, microphones in their (laughs) ear and they're going to have digitalized strike zones where the camera actually picks up whether it's a ball or a strike to speed the game up. That's that's the evolution of where we're at. People don't want to sit through a three-hour baseball game, whereas some family might not want to drag – their kids to a movie theater
0: rather than just stay home and watch it i don't know but isn't there something to be said about going to like like going on that i mean i'm, I'm being i'm romanticizing the the experience but the adventure of going out to the movies, when you're actually putting out the effort of going out as a family, putting the money and sitting down with a group of friends to watch the movie in a darkened room with a group of strangers, the experience is so different. I don't care how big the screen is at home, you know, that convenience and the choice of what, that you able to pause the movie five minutes in and do the dishes or or run after the kids, it changes the experience. It is not the same experience. You're not getting that that same visceral, that same kind of immersive quality that you get with a group of strangers. I remember watching the Dark Knight with a group, like a. a there Ray. it is. <laughs>
2: that's number two, folks. If you're keeping track, if you're playing the at home KYC game, that's two Dark Knight references. The,
0: if you get the, three, you win a prize. Finish the
1: drink. Finish the drink. I was,
0: I was in the IMAX theater, and there's a packed opening night, and. A- and and the first time you see the Joker's face on a close-up on an IMAX screen, the hair on the back of my neck stood up, or when the pencil trick happened, the gasp followed by the, the collective just... Say the yes, lines. the magic trip. Oh, it, it! But that... I mean, that kind of experience, you just cannot replicate it. And you're, I think you're right. we ha- have to somehow... Find a way to keep that alive, and I don't know how, but we have to find I, a way.
1: See, I I don't think I don't think video on demand and and simultaneous theatrical releases and at home releases kill that at all. I don't because to me, so I'm coming at it from a possibly a different standpoint than than maybe you two are. Okay. I have I have five kids. Okay. Soon to be okay. six children. If I want to take my kids to go see this Thor's movie that's coming out, and on it would be Friday when this episode releases, right? Yeah. So if I was to go to the theaters to see that, which I had thought about, it would cost me over a hundred dollars to go see that movie. Whereas okay. I'm about to watch it for twenty bucks, which. Watching it for $100, that's a big commitment for me to make to go see a movie if I'm taking my children to go see a movie. So there's a good chance that I'm going to wait for that studio to release that movie on DVD and then I'll pick it up at a red box and wait for it to go on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever because I just can't afford to take my entire family out to the film or out to the movies to go see that. Now, 20 bucks, can afford 20 bucks to sit there and let my kids all experience the trolls movie. Like we plan on having a whole Trolls day because we're, we're all quarantined. So we're, you know, we've got Trolls related crafts planned and, and, you know, we've got Trolls breakfast cereal and all, st- all this stuff together because we're excited for this movie. Right. So I'm able to no, offer I mean, them a different experience because we can watch this movie at home than I probably would be. Able to do if I didn't, if I if we were just planning on possibly going to the theater. Okay.
0: No, I and uh, again, so that means that you are the flip side of it. Obviously, you're showing what the advantage is of the new model. Obviously, in some sense, me and Devon sound like the old guard. Well no, know, no the and that's true because like
1: I I I am not saying that you guys are wrong and that we shouldn't keep cinemas by no means like literally working at a movie theater or owning a movie theater is probably still want like a a dream job of mine in a weird sense now obviously i'd have to make enough money to provide for that to work out but like being that close to movies has always been like a dream of mine you know what i mean so right i don't I don't think that you're wrong that we need to keep cinemas, you know, afloat by any means. I just think that we need to we need to ch- change the way things are going. I mean, it's do you know how fucking expensive it is to go see a fucking movie nowadays? It's like 12 bucks a pop for a fucking ticket. And that's just in Ohio. Like if you go see a movie out in California, it's like $20 a ticket damn me! I like, know. I
0: spent insane.
1: that for the- <laughs> it is crazy. But that is insanity, you know what I mean? So there needs to be an option for people who just cannot afford to go out and spend these absorbent amount of monies to go see movies that they want to see, but still want to partake in the culture of seeing these movies. There's a lot of people like, like, for instance, my children, like, have all watched all of the Avengers movies, right? All the Avengers, all of those things. So when... Endgame and Infinity War came out I took them to go see it but I had to literally save up money to be able to make that happen. right like I had to I had to plan a long time in advance for that to even be a situation that I could really do Right. whereas with if, if it was on, on demand 20 bucks sure I can I can I can spare 20 bucks in a week to go for all of us to sit around and watch this movie but i wanted everybody to have that experience and i myself as well wanted to have that experience of getting to watch this movie when it was a big phenomenon i didn't want them to go to school and you know all of their friends are like oh did you see the avengers movie blah blah, blah, blah. and then they're not getting to experience that you know what i mean because they're having to turn around and wait until this comes out on dvd to even get a chance to see it
0: right
2: yeah i no, i like okay. this to um record stores you know i i know that when i was coming up that there, you know there wasn't any digital music at the time this was before napster this was before all that stuff so going to the record store and finding that album you've been looking for for so long or you knew it came out and you, you oh man i missed i missed all the copies are gone and you go look some more and you find it the search was always so much better, but now record stores are few and far between that don't exist because we have digital music. And, and what I don't want to happen is because I have so many great memories of my father going to the movies and spending time with him. A lot of the movies that I've seen as a kid, probably 100% of the movies that I've seen as a kid, was with my dad. Because my mom and my stepdad yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't go out to the movies. That was something we couldn't afford because we we're so poor. And my dad would come down and take us out to dinner and then take us to the movies. Right. I have such an appreciation for that time with my father and the memories that I had and the laughter that we shared that I don't want to see something like this die. But unfortunately, if this, this t- trial run, and I hate to make it a trial run when we're in the middle of a pandemic but if the trial run succeeds in a way that if the studios see that it succeeds where they don't have to put out as much money for advertising, they don't have to put out so much money to the theaters or the theaters you know are not going to pay the price that they want for the movies, we're going to see what we all don't want to see happen.
1: And I don't think yeah. I don't think that we're ever going to live in a time where movie theaters don't exist. But I do think I do think we will see f- far less movie theaters.
0: I uh, there's two different ways this can go. I mean, we can ride this out, and the theaters will continue the way it us before, um, which is most likely what is going to happen. This is just a um, just a stopgap for the present situation, but it's probably giving them some ideas that they've already been thinking about for a while.
2: They yeah, just need a reason
0: to, to pull that trigger. That's all they need. Right. But the other option could be a model like uh, when we watched uh, um, the Tarantino movie that he made before uh, uh, before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What Wait. is that? Western. The Hateful Eight. So I saw that as a uh, – there was a roadshow version of that movie where he was – taking the 70 millimeter prints from city to city and then yeah so that so that's almost like there are enough people in every state and every city who wants to see have a specific experience so just like going to a concert it will be like a well there are enough people who want to see it so it will be a it will play in theaters but theaters are almost like local events and a so, book setting
1: that would be—I honestly think that would make it more awesome. Like, yes, being able to just go to a regular theater and sit and... but you kind of roll the dice when you go to a regular theater. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going, mm. if you're going to a regular theater, you don't know what else is going to be in that theater with you. Anybody else in this theater? Like, you could have a dude that's like—it could be a, a super packed show and it could be the movie you've been waiting for for ten fucking years, and then the dude sitting next to you hasn't showered in three and a half months. But You, right, there's yeah, no, you know what I dice. mean? So you are rolling the dice on that. Like, if I, I know... Like, I know who I'm enjoying this movie with when I go out with the group that I'm going out, but I don't know who else, what else is going on. It could be that the, the theater that I chose could be a shit show. Like, I could go in there, and there could be you know... Fucking sticky stuff all over the armrest, and you know it could be it could be a shitty situation. What what kind of so I feel like
2: sticky stuff on the armrest.
1: (laughs) It's they they they. Every theater I go to plays porn right before I go in.
2: I I think we still have to ask the same question. What side side note I have to tell you when we were off off the air, I have to tell you guys a funny story, Um, not about Hmm. me, but about someone we know and we love. Two of them. I actually are two stories. Okay. So when we we finish this a- episode, we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll chat on the on the next segment. So oh, okay, I can't I can't um, I can't do this story justification via text or messaging. So I will have to tell you guys. But, but Jason talking about the porno theater made me think of this the what I, what I was told the other day, which made me laugh.
0: Okay, I'm
1: okay. looking forward to that.
0: All right, I I think it's it's time we moved on to <laughs> I No, I other questions here. Yeah, I think I think we've
1: had a uh, a good discussion on this. I wanted that to be a discussion because I feel like every now and then we need a good discussion about something that's like that. And I think that that is a thing that warrants discussion. Are you
2: trying to make us think on yeah, no, Jason it, Quinn? Jason just Charles, like a little Quinn, bit. Are you trying to make
1: us think? I thought, like, since we did a movie that required little to no thinking, then we could think on the back end.
2: <laughs> it's true. I mean, <laughs> it's a stoner flick. I mean, we didn't have to really, like, you know, it wasn't like a, a murder mystery or anything like that. Although a stoner murder mystery would be yep. the shit, I think.
1: Hmm. That sounds amazing. Stoner
0: murder mystery.
1: I'm Who so into that. What's that? Okay, after we're done with this podcast, the two of us, or the three of us, also need to brainstorm stoner murder mystery movie ideas, because that is a script that is dying to get made.
2: It's just an adult Scooby-Doo.
1: Oh, fuck, yes. (laughs) Who doesn't want to see that?
2: Oh, okay. Did you ever wonder why there was always like a vapor trail following Shaggy and Scooby, and they were always hungry?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, uh not not when I was actually watching the show, uh, but uh, when I got older <laughs> things started c- okay. coming together. And why they took their orders from a dick I and a like, neckerchief. <laughs> like, Wait a minute.
2: Jason appreciates that line. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh how you do him like that? <laughs> Uh Let's wait for
2: Jason to follow it up with the uh, the beat Nick line.
0: Uh okay. Um whose question's next? Viv's question. Oh man. My question? Jeez, d- does my question even matter does. at this point? i still ask. You matter to us. You matter. Matter to us. <laughs> Alright, so here's the question. What is the oldest movie that you've seen that you still count as one of your favorites? I'll take this one. I'll just knock that real quick.
2: Um, it, is, okay. it is a John Wayne movie. Um, I think I've mentioned it uh, a couple of times on here. I don't like a lot of John Wayne movies, but his, his, he is a Western. My dad was the king of finding a John Wayne movie at any time of the day, anywhere on the planet, on any channel, he could flip through and be like, Oh, this is a John Wayne movie. Um, and for some reason, the name of this movie, movie slips my mind right now. So, it's my I can't even think of it at the moment. So,
1: um, well, I'll let you think about it for two seconds and I'll answer. Um, for me, it is the Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, that movie uh or i guess maybe the wizard of oz but i think that's kind of cheating but i'm going to say uh it's a wonderful life is it. probably that's a good one. it is but, but i feel like it's too iconic to pick it like it's a, wizard of oz is one of my favorite movies of all time and it's definitely an older movie but i also feel like it's cheating because wizard of oz should be almost everybody's favorite one of almost everybody's favorite movies because it's a fucking pure masterpiece but i could be alone in no, that one you're not alone in that
2: one you're not you're not alone in that one. i know a grown man who has a wizard of oz tattoo on his back like a full back piece
1: as he, as he fucking should that's if, I you knew, if you
2: knew this guy it would be the last thing you would think he has tattooed on his back but okay does. um the movie huh. is el dorado it actually has john wayne robert mitchum and a young james Caan in it.
1: Ooh. You had me a,
0: it's time. a very good
2: movie. There are some funny scenes in this movie.
0: Okay, I'll go I'll, I'll have to. I, I I try to make it my mission to watch as many of the older movies An as old I can. western. So I think uh, you will really
2: mo- like it.
0: Okay, I'll uh, I'll definitely check it out. For myself, uh there is a movie uh called The Kid by Charlie Chaplin. And that that is the oldest movie that I can think of that I actually enjoyed, that I would not mind watching my is every that once silent in a while.
2: Film era Charlie Chaplin, or is that okay? Mm-hmm.
0: S- sound it's era sound Charlie era, okay. Chaplin. It's 1921. Yeah, yeah. He he had a bunch of them back in the day. That was like uh, the kid, City Lights, Gold Rush. All of them are really Do good. You know movies. Charlie
2: Chaplin entered a uh, Charlie Chaplin Looker alike contest and came in third.
0: <laughs> I've not heard that. That's awesome.
1: I actually knew that.
0: Wow. Uh, well,
1: Adele did the same thing I... uh, a couple of years ago. All
0: nice. oh, right, that I heard of. That's that's just crazy.
1: And it was actually a singing contest too. She had to sing too, and she still failed.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I bet the judges felt like big assholes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that says about people who become stars. Maybe it's it's uh, a lot of it is. Logic. No, it's a lot. I of mean, she. Well, know.
1: to be fair, it was for a sketch that she did it. Like she was being videotaped the entire time. and knew what she was trying to do, so I don't think she was actively trying to win. I think she was just trying to fuck with the people that were there, and just like surprise them when she revealed who she was, because she was oh, she okay. was in the, she wasn't she didn't look straight on like Adele. Like it was it wasn't clear that it was a hundred percent her. Because they did do some prosthetics to make her look a little different. So that's why she lost that. But they did; she did sing and still also failed <laughs> to be the, the one picked in that category.
0: Hello, Indy. Uh, Dev, sir, your question? My
2: question is, is, we've talked about your favorite male action star. Who is your favorite female action star? Uh, I like think me and Jason. Might I really answer. like. I'm just gonna throw that out there before he says it.
1: I mean, we might, but okay. I don't know if we will. I really, I I really like the Resident Evil movies, okay. and I what's what's that girl's name? Mila Djokovic, uh, jo- That one. I like her a lot in those movies. Okay. I, I feel like I would be. Remiss if I didn't say her, because I really find her fantastic. But honestly, it's probably Kate Beckinsale in *Underworld*. Okay. Ah, uh, just most. It's mostly I'm gonna go with Kate Beckinsale in, like Kate Beckinsale, but specifically in *Underworld*. And it's probably mostly because of how well that leather suit fits her. Uh,
2: and I'm gonna I'm gonna break the normal rules here, and I'm gonna say that me and Jason agreed. Favorite female actress in action movies. Um, but it's not particularly for that one because she showed me her chops in the Total Recall remake. If anybody got any of you guys seen that,
1: she was good. I thought in that. she was yeah.
2: superb in that. I don't, like I said, 100%. I, I thought she really showed uh, a good side of her acting um, and skills because she got to play. Uh, a bad a bad guy in that movie, but she it, she had a lot of action sequences in that movie. But I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, no, and Kate Beckinsale is quite possibly the most gorgeous woman in the face of the fucking planet. Those are too, facts. So.
2: Those are facts. It's like Kira Knightley, Kate Beckinsale, one two. Uh, this like uh, protocol, Viv- so
0: it's your turn. Mine is, so I found this fact out. I, I feel like I knew this before, but, um, I was watching a series on YouTube where, um, these, I think it's called the Corridor Crew YouTube channel. And they review like, uh, VFX or, uh, stunts in movies. And uh, they came across, um, this one, uh, Michelle Yaw. Apparently she, she's been in a bunch of movies, uh, uh, in Jackie Chan movies. And I didn't realize that she had done one of those stunts where she actually drives a bike onto a moving train, like does a jump. And she's done a bun- bunch of these stunts. And that was just crazy because I when I saw the movie, I couldn't believe that she actually pulled off that stunt. She's also in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Really good actress, but I didn't realize that she also did a lot of her stunts. So um, I w- I I'll pick her as a great uh, female action hero. I Think she's also in a James Bond movie. Tomorrow, uh, never, dies. Tomorrow never dies, yeah. Who did, who did you say? Michelle uh Michelle Yo. O H I don't know who I don't have to look and, it yeah. up. I mean, I think you'll know her as soon as you see her, but she she's just been in a bunch of movies.
1: Halle Berry did some decent action movies too. Um
0: Meh. Catwoman?
2: No.
1: First off uh the catwoman costume was
0: The movie was trash. That's that movie not was trash. garbage on
2: fire.
1: No, I'm not saying that it was not. I mean the movie was an absolute shit show but, but the costume was cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not not, Sorry, not even going to comment. Every time it's... I hear something like that I couldn't get past the like, movie. Well that wrestler was a dick but his girlfriend was cool. That's what I every time you say something like that Jason <laughs> I think immediately to that is why I laugh. So, segment two, all our questions are completed. Gentlemen, do you have anything else to add to this segment before we go on to the Wheel of Fate? I don't think so. Well, folks, we will be right back with the Wheel of Fate on our 420 Stoner movies. Welcome back to segment three of Know Your Cinema Podcast. This is the Wheel of Movie Fate segment where we spin a giant game show style wheel to decide our movie fate for the week. Now this week, again, goes along with our 420 uh, stoner movie theme this month, Um, but I'm going to hand over the uh, duties to Jason Quick
1: hello folks welcome back here i am segment three we are going to be spinning the wonderful wheel of movie fate on it there are 10 spaces on one of these spaces is a fan pick space which allows the fans you guys at home to pick the movie that we're the movie that we're going to be watching from the list of movies that are on the wheel
2: and where will that pole be if it lands on there
1: If that poll uh, were to happen, you would find that on our social medias. That is our Facebook, facebook.com slash KYC podcast, on Instagram at KYC podcast, Twitter at KYC podcast, and on TikTok at KYC podcast. You'd be able to vote on all of those platforms. Um, And then we tally all of the vote across all the platforms and choose the winner. Uh, That actually happened. And When that happened, the fans picked Friday, um, which is another stoner movie. So if you um, enjoyed this episode, check out the Friday episode, which was the last fan pick episode that actually happened. So um, this uh, particular week, we're going to be spinning the wheel. The movies that are on the wheel are as follows. Dazed and Confused, The Big Lebowski, and Pineapple Express. These are three movies that Vivin picked to put on the wheel. Grandma's Boy, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and <clears throat> Half-Baked. These are the movies that Devlin picked to put on the wheel. And Harold and Kumar, How High. And normally we would replace the movie that I picked, which was Up in Smoke, with a... <clears throat> new movie, but since we're doing a limited run for just uh, April, um, we would replace. We're going to replace that space with a Jason picks since it was my movie. So there is a fan pick and a Jason picks on the wheel this time. So without any further ado, if uh, there is anybody who objects to this union, they should speak now for all their peace, um, because we are spinning the wheel of movie fate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is an exciting time. This is a fan pick week. So, again, like I said, um, the way that you're going to find out the fan pick, uh, to vote in our fan pick uh, poll is on Facebook at facebook.com slash KYC podcast, on Instagram at KYC podcast, or on twitter at kyc podcast or tiktok at kyc podcast um please i hope that you guys uh vote in that it's a lot of fun uh it's an exciting time we run it for uh what is it usually two days i think um so it's going to be an exciting 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 time uh